On today's episode, we're going to be talking about facing your spiritual lions on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is trying to or seeking to uh, put the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time through encouragement, through challenge, and through the scriptures. And the Bible uh, was was created for us, and or or rather, you can also say this: we were created in accordance with the Word of God, so that when we live it and when we obey it, uh, it has power and bearing in our lives. But I want to talk to you today about uh, your spiritual lions. Uh, facing your spiritual lions and we all have them we, we all have seasons where we get thrown into a pit and the pit seems hopeless and, and there's challenges in the pit and the story i'll give you a synopsis of the story and then I'll, I'll i'll talk about maybe some things that some takeaways from the pit when you're in the pit that you can think about the story of daniel in the lion's den is one of the most famous stories in the bible it tells of how daniel was saved from the lion's den by the god of israel and the story begins with King Darius appointing 120 governors to rule over the kingdom because this was a huge, like, multi-kingdom uh, land that was conquered by by Babylon at the time, and um, so, or, or by or by the Medes and the Persians rather. And so, Daniel was one of the three people that was over these 120 governors, and because of his exceptional qualities. Daniel distinguished himself to be one of the top three administrators in the world, basically, of that time. So this created jealousy and hate from his competition, so to speak, from these other governors. So Daniel, he's a faithful servant of God. He faced resentment and conspiracy from his peers. And they tricked Darius into signing this law that forbade prayer to anyone except to Darius himself. So they played to his ego. And Daniel's enemies then accused Daniel of violating this law by praying to his God because he wasn't supposed to do that because the law was changed. So he was thrown into the lion's den, but God protected him and delivered him from death. And Darius then punished Daniel's enemies and gave God the glory. And he does it, he does it with, with these words in this scripture, really. But uh, I'll, I'll give it to you the whole thing here. But he said, I have issued an edict that throughout all the dominion of my kingdom, people are to revere and fear the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. He endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His authority is forever. He rescues and delivers and performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And this is just such a, like a, a smackdown verse, you know, of, <coughs> excuse me, of, of the enemy's plans. And so what can we learn? Five things that maybe we might discover when we are thrown into life's spiritual pits, because often we, we are there. We are thrown in there by people, by circumstances, by, by situations, or, or it could be, you know, something physical that happened to us, sickness. And what are some things that we can discover from being in the pit? And especially when we think about Daniel, the first thing is, is this, and that is, and I'll give it to you in a second here, but let me just say this. Spiritual favor can make us vulnerable to attack. That's the first thing we want to learn about when we think about Daniel. And sometimes we are in the pit not because of unfaithfulness, but because of faithfulness. And we must remember that, that 
you know, we, we live in a world where there there are things, there are expectations from culture sometimes as Christians that that go against our beliefs in God. And and where well, we have to take a stand, where well, we have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I don't care what you say. I'm not going to do that. And so Daniel's enemies realize that Daniel's only weakness lies in the in his faithfulness to his God in, in chapter three and verse chapter six and verse three, and they sought to use his faith against him. And so spiritual favor can make you vulnerable to attack. But here's number two, and I'm going to give you this quickly because I'm going to fight through these. The enemy sets traps impossible to escape or seemingly impossible to escape. They trick the new king into passing a law requiring that all prayers and requests go to the king, not to God, with death as the penalty for disobedience. So the requests stroked the king's ego so that he would approve the law and say, wow, yeah, I want people to come to me. So in a sense, they were manipulating the king as well. So you have Daniel trapped, right? Uh, and then... You have the king trapped because the king, once he created a law, he could not reverse the law. And there was nothing he could do to override it. It's called the law of the Medes and the Persians. And the law of the Medes and the Persians went something like this. They were the laws that were unalterable. And, and it was mentioned first in all history in Daniel 6, 8. And, and this is where this saying comes from right here, Daniel. And if the king changed the law, then all government would collapse, so he could not change the law. He had to abide by the law. So we find that the king was trapped, Daniel was trapped, but here's number three that you can learn from your pit. Sometimes fallout happens precisely because you obeyed God. In other words, you became trapped, you, be, you were attacked, you were confined, uh, maybe you went through sickness, maybe you went through something that where someone offended you or hurt you. <clears throat> precisely because you did the right thing. And we find that it appears that because Daniel prayed, that now his fate is sealed. And the way the fate was sealed was they would first put a stone over over the the mouth of the of, of the cave they were in, of, of the lion's den. Then they would put chains across it, and then soft clay, soft clay was attached to the chains, draped over the stone. And the, the king and his nobles made their personal marks with their rings on the clay, making it unalterable to be opened only by them. And after the clay hardened, the chains could not be removed without breaking the seals. So this is such a metaphor, such a such a picture of sealed fate. How do you know you need a miracle? Your fate is sealed. That unless God breaks through for you, unless that miracle where He provides finances or where He provides a job or where He provides a healing, unless God does it, it's not going to happen. That's how you know you need a miracle. Your fate is sealed. And just when Satan thinks he seals your fate, God delights in, in upsetting him and breaking through for you. So we have this, this confinement thing in prison. So Daniel's thrown in prison. And, but think about prison this way. It's much more than confinement. It's, it's much more than being locked up behind bars, so to speak. The most common term for prison in the Old Testament is the word restrain or to hold back. So think about Daniel's imprisonment this way. It's not just being locked up, shut, uh, shut down. It's being held back, really. It's being restrained from 
where you can go from your personal vision, from, from your dreams, from your passions. And that can be a hell in itself. That can be a prison in itself. When you feel like you're trying so hard to break through and, and you can't break through, and maybe you have a gift you're trying to use, maybe you have, you're a musician or, or you're a singer or something, and or a writer, and, and you're trying to break through and you feel like you're being held back. And this is what the pit can feel like. But here's number four I want to give you. Number, uh, number four says this. It says, what attackers think is your weakness is actually your greatest strength. And we find here that Daniel was attacked because of his belief in God. And his enemies thought, we will make his commitment to his God work against him. We're going to use that against him. When you're attacked for your faith, you're being attacked because of the strongest part of you, not the weakest part of you. And so it's a beautiful thing because you know that if you're attacked and Jesus promised you will be persecuted. And of course, in America, we're not persecuted the way other countries are. I've been in other countries and it's rough. So we should thank God for the freedom we have here. But also we must never take our freedoms for granted, right? Because things are always changing. And so remember that when, when the enemy attacks you, it's often because of your greatest strength, and that is God. And here's the fifth one I want to give you. The pit shows you how you react to injustice. In other words, how do you act when you have been wronged? When a clear injustice was done to you, how, how do you react to that? I saw somewhere where this famous uh, influencer was really corrupt, and this was on the news, and I, I can't remember the lady's name, but she had done all of these illegal things, and then as soon as she got arrested, she had t-shirts printed, justice for so-and-so. And that is uh, really a stretch, and she ended up having to apologize for that. But the question is this, how do you react when injustice, real injustice, is done to you? Do you curse your enemies? Do you criticize your enemies? Do you try to control your enemies or attack them back? Or do you seek the Lord? So so here, here's the last couple things. How should we respond when we're in the pit? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you thought about that. Uh, when you're in your pit, how should you act? How should you respond? How should, how should you comport yourself? The first thing is this. Keep doing what you're doing. If, if you're attacked for doing the right thing, if you're attacked because you love God, then keep loving God. Don't stop loving God. Daniel was a man of regular prayer that when, and when the new law was passed, Daniel continued to pray three times a day. He didn't stop. He, he, he was not going to be, you know, prayed down by the enemy. And Daniel continued to pray in the lion's pit. It was just another day in a sense. I'm sure he, he was concerned, but he said, I'm going to still pray because that's what I do. And his prayer might have sounded something like this. And this is this is taken from, from um, Psalm 138. I will give thanks with all my heart before the heavenly assembly. I will sing praise praises to you. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name because of your loyal love or in the Hebrew word chesed, chesed and faithfulness for you have exalted your promise above the entire sky and it's a beautiful prayer and so so when 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 Daniel prayed he most likely kneeled so kneeling implies allegiance commitment obedience humility a submission Daniel was making a statement he says I'm not going to change 
if the government tells me I can't pray, I'm going to pray. And so continue being yourself. But another thing you can do, and, and, and so don't just continue being yourself, but don't fear the consequences of obeying God. That's so important you do that. Nothing you could have done could have prevented the attack that happened to you, right? And so don't don't go through a guilt trip in your life. Don't ask yourself, you know, what am I doing wrong? I mean, of course, if you did something wrong, you need to make it right. But we're talking about being persecuted because you did something right, right? So sometimes we become attacked not for wrong, but for what we did right. That's why we were attacked. So don't fear the consequences of obeying God. But one last thing I want to give you is this. Know the true source of your strength in the pit. It says beautifully in Daniel 6.23, just, just finishing this thought today. So Samuel was hauled up out of the den. He had no injury of any kind. And, and here I underline this, because he had trusted in his God. What a beautiful, beautiful thought to have. So I say that to say this, that God is greater than your fate. You know, the king had told Daniel, hey, God's going to send angels to comfort you. And I, I don't know if, if the king really believed that or not, or he was just saying something, a filler because he was awkward. But I believe that happened, that angels were there ministering to Daniel. And they, they shut the mouths of the lions. So God is greater than your fate. God is greater than human laws, than human declarations, than human curses. In, in the story of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when the witch killed Aslan, right? It was uh, he, he represents Christ and she represents Satan. She kills Aslan with a knife and she used the law to do it. The law stated that the white witch, Jadis, was entitled to kill every traitor. And if she was denied the right, all of Narnia would be overturned and perish in the fire, in fire and water, kind of like the laws of the Medes and the Persians. Then Aslan suddenly rose from the dead after, after she killed him because there was this deeper magic. The deeper magic before the dawn of time was a hidden law written on the stone table before the beginning of time. It effectively acted as an addendum to the deep magic from the dawn of time. If an innocent being willingly offered his own life in the place of a traitor's, the deeper magic would reverse death itself and restore them to life. So think about this. Like Daniel, Jesus was trapped by the law that the rulers manipulated with these words, we have no king but Caesar. So they had to obey the law and crucify Christ. So Satan tried to use the law to kill Christ as well, right? Just like he tried to use the law to kill Daniel. And the Father in heaven overcame the law of the Medes and the Persians through the resurrection. So, so this really connects to, the, to Jesus and the resurrection in the end. And, and we're in that season, aren't we? And so if you like this podcast, please leave a like and recommend it to somebody. If you have not subscribed, we'd be honored if you joined us. I try to do these every week, and, uh, and I'm excited about doing these, and we're trying to grow this thing. So God bless you, and thanks so much for being with us. Take care.